1: Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. One man who knows um, about uh, the struggles New Zealand has had, he's kept a very close eye on them, uh, does some fine work. Uh, Breaking news! We're delighted to welcome back our two um, SCNZ Campbell Burns. Great to speak to you again, mate. It's been, it's been so long—all of about six days. You and I caught up. Well, not very even good that. To you, Daniel.
0: Yes, yes, it has, mate. It was only uh, when was it? Monday night. <laughs> yeah, Monday. Morning. Where are you? Where are you at the moment, mate? I'm. I'm not in South Africa. I'm uh, very much in Auckland. I'm. I'm at my uh, house in Auckland, preparing for uh, three games of NPC this afternoon—a first of theme game game—and then. Uh, then, of course, at 3am, although I don't think I'll be watching it live, just quietly, uh, the All Blacks.
1: Crikey, that is a long day, my friend. That is a long day. A- and, if, and if if any of these games are like that Shield Challenge yesterday, you're going to have no fingernails. Boy, what an extraordinary game that was.
0: <laughs> oh, it was, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, look, it was a great comeback from Counties Manukau. I mean, they, you know, they showed some real gut there, too. But they were down thirty-three eighteen 18 with about five to play, and I thought the game was gone, and then... Uh, yeah, the, the dancing feet of, uh, of Ateni Nano Suchuro, uh brought them right back into it, and they were only one point down at the
1: end, so uh, nervous times for, for Hawke's Bay. How big is this Test match for the All Blacks? Uh, I've tried to put it in the, in the context of what the team's out to achieve. Yes, Freedom Cup, Rugby Championship points, that, that, that kind of feels secondary, doesn't it, Campbell? It does? Well, It was yeah, I mean
0: it was huge last week um, and they, they, they failed the task then, so it's even bigger today because not only is Ian Foster's job on the line, one would think but uh, if there's a change of regime, several players as well, so so that's going to affect uh, affect things uh, one would think. Uh, so no, it, it is massive. The good news is that the Allbacks can't sink lower than fifth because Australia, even if they pump the Pumas, don't have enough ranking points. So the Allbacks could even go to fourth, I believe, in the world if they Beat or, uh, or beat the Springboks or draw, so that's the good news. Uh, but we're all, we're all looking for a better performance, and whether that's going to be enough to to win the game, um, we'll wait and see. Uh, but that's you know, if you if you put it in context, uh, you know the the, the, uh, the pressure is always on the All Blacks, but even more so now that they haven't really fired a shot in the last four tests.
1: Uh, we'll get to the nuts and bolts of the game itself, but what did you make of the changes as the All Blacks making some significant changes, especially up front? Uh, Ethan Groot, um, Tyro Lomax gave me their first starts of the year alongside uh, Takiaho in a, a greenish-looking front row. And boy, what a cauldron awaits them at the Cathedral that is uh, Alice Park, and against a very good South African Type 5 who uh, are unafraid to bring even the big boppers off the bench inside the opening half.
0: That's right. Yeah, look, I I, uh, I think probably three of those changes are steps forward. Uh, Ethan De Groot uh, deserves this chance. I mean, George Bauer hasn't gone too badly at loose-head prop, but there's a big uh, there's a big chance there for De Groot, who's gone away and worked on things like conditioning, uh, but he's going to need all his scrummaging mouse um, up against Franz Malherb, who's in his 50th uh, test. On the other side of the scrum, Tyrell Lomax is a better scrummager than Angus Talava, but he's not as good a scrummager as Fletcher Newell. He's coming off the bench, so I think there was a chance missed there to really to chuck to chuck, uh, to chuck the, the young fella into the quadrant um, and and see what he's got. But you know, fair enough. Uh, Tyrell Lomax is a reasonable performer. He just needs to really perform his uh, set piece roles, um, you know, with a bit more v- vim and vigor and dominance. Um, Shannon Frizzell, I like the fact that he's come in at number six. He may be a bit underdone with rugby, but I think they needed a change there, and he's going to be the muscular presence that they're going to need. With his ball carrying and also perhaps at the breakdown, um, so that's good. Richie Moonga, great to see him and finally get his chance at ten. Uh, but he's only going to be able to perform if those forwards actually do do the job. So um, you know, there's a few um, a few steps forward in selection, but I still wonder at second five. David Harvelli's in again. Uh, maybe they've kept him in there to have that Crusaders combination uh, with Moonga. But um, I mean, I, I would have looked to a Tupai or a, even a Roger Tuivasa-Sheck to try and break down that uh, defensive. Line
1: of the of the spring box a bit more. Yeah, I've certainly lamented that the lack of ball carriers, whether that's a heavy hitter alongside Artie Savia, um, Shannon Frizzella, I guess can bring that. It's certainly in his his repertoire, uh, though. If he can do it against the South African defence, uh, that remains to be seen. So, how best utilise Shannon Frizzella in your mind, Campbell? Uh, yeah, well, he's here.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's going to have to. Uh, carry hard. He's going to have to make some dominant tackles around around the fringes, uh, clear out rucks. He's going to he's going to probably have to do everything that, that, that Brodie Retellick does uh, and, and want a bit of line-out ball as well, um, even though he's in a different position there. But um, big chance for Frizzell. He'll probably go hard for 55, 60 minutes. Um, and and really, he's as I said, the only concern I have there is that he hasn't played a lot of rugby. Came off the bench last week and... Um, unfortunately dropped that last pass, which wasn't entirely his fault for that last Springbok try. So, big, you know, it's a big occasion for Frizzell. He, he got injured at the wrong time because I'm sure he would have been in there for the Irish series uh, to make more of an impact. But, uh, you know, he's, he's coming back into it. He's, he's going to he's gonna have his hands full with the box loose forwards. And I see they've brought back Dwayne Vermeulen, who will probably only go for half a game. Uh, very experienced character, quite a muscular presence there. But, uh, again, you know, how much does Frizzell have to play a part at the breakdown um, in terms of, you know, he's not he's not a fetcher as such, but he's going to be a physical presence in there. So there's, there's actually a lot on Frazell's uh, shoulders tomorrow.
1: I think it's fair to say, pretty disappointing uh, effort over the Irish series um, and maybe against South Africa last week, 4-1 Boat and Barrett at first five. Okay, had that wonderful breakout in that first half, what inside, the you know, in goal area, but that was New Zealand's sort of best attacking foray in that first half, which is not a good sign, is it, when you counter take from your Angola area. So what can Mwanga do that he is not? Barrett has not.
0: Well, again, I think he, um, I think he certainly passes better. He can, he can take it to the line and, and use his jinking feet to to make a break. Uh, I mean, Bowden Barrett did make a good break last week, but it just seems that he's not quite, he's not quite in sync there. Whether it's a depth issue, an alignment issue, I'm not sure. Uh, but certainly Mwanga passes better, and if you're trying to unlock space. Further out, wide, um, you know that's going to be a key thing. But again, this is the hard thing because um, the all blacks have often used the second five from first or second phase to you know to, to hit the advantage line to you know to, to punch holes and to make the gain line. Then they can make a switch to the blind side. But we've seen no switches of, of play, no, no angle changes uh, from the all blacks, which is you know, which is very disappointing. So Moonga can mix things up a bit. Um, he can pass well uh, long or of a hand. Uh, so I think that's, that's a, again, a step forward. But again, he can't, he can't do much, as we saw last year, um, if, the, uh, if the forwards are getting smashed.
1: I saw last week an all-black side trying to beat a rush defence on the outside, tried to go wide. Uh, that, they, they can't repeat that, right? Um, you've talked about the ball carriers. They've got to get some impetus and go forward. But surely there's got to be some variations. And this is where the coaching team is going to front up whether it's playing off nine, um, you know, inside balls off Aaron Smith or or what you saw. You saw that lovely one with Will Jordan making that break, a little change of angle. They they can't just go wide too early, right? Surely they'll learn those lessons.
0: No, no, that's right. I mean, they have to try and uh, find a way to get Caleb Clark involved closer to the action early, uh, work the blind side, Um, as I say, changes of angle, a switch, a cut. All these kind of things that we just haven't been seen, and I don't know why we haven't been seen because they still had plenty of ball. It hasn't always been been the cleanest ball, but the, you've got to you can't just rely on an individual individual break or to try and punch up. So we saw you know, the likes of Rico Yuani just striving to get on the outside, but you know with that with that tight rush defence they have, it wasn't um, you know, there was no space there. So and then of course Will Jordan, we only saw him touch the ball for the first time in the second half. You know they need to inject him more. Um, you know so I'd be interested to see if there's any. If there's any um, strike moves or plays they come up with particularly early, because um, you know this uh, we know about this watertight Springboks defence. Um, but you know, I mean, they, it's one thing knowing knowing what's coming, and it's a, a, another way to try and it's another thing to try and exploit that and to create space. And uh, you know that they that they they need to have quicker ruck ball, of course, and that's that's always been the key there with Aaron Smith, and that hasn't been coming as much, so. Um, yeah, there's a few uh, there's a few attacking uh, questions to be answered for sure.
1: Conversely, South Africa were they at their best last week?
0: No, no, for, far from it. They scored two tries from All Blacks mistakes. That uh, they kicked their goals, they um, they drove, they did everything we expected of them. And in fact, the All Blacks defended quite well from the uh, from their malls, uh which was obviously something that Jason Ryan has, has stiffened up. So uh, the, the box are not. <laughs> Are not a great. Are not necessarily a great side. Struggled to beat Wales. They're third in the world. Don't agree with Graham Henry's uh, suggestion that they're, they're probably the best Springboks team of all time. No, they're not. 1998 was better. 90, sorry, 2007, 2009. The Springboks are far from uh, from a great side. But they, you know, they stick to their netting. They know what they're doing. Having said that, if you look at their side, their best attacker's not there. Cheslin Colby's not there. up for the series. Uh, their best halfback, Fuster Clerk's not there. And uh, they've dropped their best player, Malcolm Marks, which is bizarre. I think he was such is, a standout, particularly at the breakdown last week. So, so they're actually not, not, if you look at them on paper, they're a good side, but they're not startling. Uh, this is not a side that the All Blacks should fear, necessarily, um, if they were in any sort of form. But it's a side that does, uh, does the basics pretty well, and we know that they're going to bomb the hell out of the All Blacks' back three. So we know what's coming. Uh, the Springboks are quite limited in some ways but they do they do things clinically. They don't drop the ball like we do. Um, and so we, we know exactly what to expect.
1: What well, One thing I i am seriously worried about, and this is just on paper, Campbell, when I look at the two benches, there is such a golfing class, is there not?
0: Well, there is. I mean, there's um, there's a tremendous amount of experience on this uh, box bench. I mean, God, you've got Malcolm Marks, Stephen off, uh, Vincent Koch, uh, Franco Mostert. Uh, that's just on the forwards. And then... Yeah. They're going for a 6 2 split, of course, but then there's a guy like Willie LaRue, um, who scored the final try last week. He's coming off the bench with 75 caps, so they do have a lot more punch than, than we do off the bench. So, you know, is that going to tell in the last quarter? Um, because uh, we, we know how poorly the Allbacks have started, so whether that sort of pans out again, uh, we know that the Springboks will probably finish strong.
1: Uh, you mentioned Sir Graham Henry. Interesting uh, article in the New Zealand Herald. He's penned an opinion piece uh, talking about, you know, the whinging and moaning. That's not the Kiwi way. It's embarrassing and not how the rest of the world uh, we want them to see us. He's wondered about the the team of five million due to the um, what he claims to be unfair, uh, unkind vitriol uh, directed towards In uh, Foster, uh, Sam Kane. Uh, he might have a point there, but um, there's a lot of people sort of circling the wagons and, and fearing what what comes in, in the immediate aftermath of this. Um, We've got to start off with the game. Do you see in any way, shape, or form New Zealand winning this, and to a level where the doubters at maybe NZR think actually we are we are on the right track, or are we are just sort of spinning our wheels to to get to a stage where the inevitable happens?
0: Well, it's hard to know because what if the All Blacks um, play you know play play well and play play gutsily and win by one point, but but not that convincingly. Is that enough for a change of regime? I don't know. Um, or, or again, could they, could they play their hearts out and still lose by three points? It's quite possible they could do that. So um, all, that's, uh, all that's conjecture. I think people just want to see a better performance. They want to see them start better. They want to see them, see them in the game because normally all big sides yeah. lose and they're right in the game um, for, for, you know, for most of the time. And it might come down to one call or two. They, they haven't fired a shot in the five defeats they've had and they haven't looked like winning in any of those five games, which is which is bizarre when you consider all-black history. I mean, you can go back to '98 when we lost five, um, and we should have won four of them, and probably would have with the TMO in two of them. Um, so we were never that far off the pace, even when we were losing. Um, yeah. You know, and you can probably even go back to 1949, where you can blame goal-kicking and all sorts of things, um, when we lost six tests that year. But in this, I, I think the manner of the performance, as much of, as the results, has been the cause of concern for many fans who just are sitting there going, nothing's happening here. They haven't got the wherewithal to even even try and scrape a win. And although in the second test and a uh, third test in Wellington against Ireland, they scored three individual tries, they were still well behind the eight ball and they never really constructed anything. So I think the performance as much as the losses are, are, are vexing people at the moment. And I've got no faith that that's definitely going to come right tomorrow. All I know is that they'll play their hearts out, but that's the absolute minimum, isn't it, we expect from an All Blacks side. We want to see more well, accuracy, yeah. more nous, a more, a more tactical um, awareness and, and, and technically not dropping the ball, doing their core tasks. So they want to see all these things. If that all adds up to a win, great, but it won't guarantee it necessarily at Joburg.
1: Yeah, even last week it was individualism versus collectivism. And you can see why the team with Markson at yep. one. Um, uh, the the way they went, uh, New Zealand's only try came from an individual piece of brilliance from Caleb Clark, really, to to spark that. So, I, I understand where you're coming from. And any time you need to delve back and make a reference to 1949, Campbell means things aren't going well, right? That's the last thing you want to <laughs> you want to hear. We've got to go back to 1949.
0: Well, yeah, that was a bad. Yeah, that was when the All Blacks had two sides and they lost on the same day, which was a, probably the lowest <laughs> point. And back's history. So, so we're not at the the absolute lowest we've ever been, but yeah. certainly um, in the professional uh, era. Although 98 was a bit of a stain, uh, it wasn't. We weren't that far off the pace compared to how they are now. So that's when, when people are looking in the here and now, and they just go, the, the, "I mean, this can't be. This can't be happening." We've we've always been at least competitive against the box, and now we're sort of um, we're celebrating the fact that uh, you know we stiffened up our our defence and only lost by. Sixteen, when it could have been more. So, you know, to, it's uh, it's uh, it, gee, it is bizarre. It, it it is not the lowest point in All Black history, but it's dark days indeed.
1: All right, Campbell. Thanks so much as always, mate. Always great to chat. Love your insights. Have a great weekend. Now you got a busy one lined up. Certainly will. All right,
0: cheers, uh, cheers Daniel. See yeah, mate.
1: Campbell Burns joining us here on SCNZ.